This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Hi, stranger. Buy me a drink? <laughs> sure, darling. Pull up a chair. Don't mind if I do. Barkeep, give us a couple whiskeys. You know how to drink your way to a girl's heart. <laughs> <laughs> and her underthings. <laughs> we'll see. You got a name? They call me Sam Hill, darling. <laughs> Most people spit and say my name. <laughs> what do they call a pretty thing like me? Charlotte. Unless you have a name you like better. <laughs> well, I don't think so, darling. Charlotte fits you perfect. <laughs> say... You wouldn't have happened to see two buddies of mine ride through town, have you? Hmm? <laughs> I've seen a lot of fellas come through in the past year. <laughs> what? They take a couple dollars from you in a card game? Did worse than that. One short takes charge, sometimes casts spells, knows a lot about the occult. Calls himself Fowler. The other is Granger. Taller. Dark-haired. Wears a bowler. Has pointed teeth. Might be a vampire. Maybe has wings like a bat. They talk a lot about hunting werewolves. Killing demons. Fighting off a plague of flesh-eating flies. And running from a town of vampire children. No, Mr. Hey, those two sound a little bit weird. <laughs> Just funning you, darling. <laughs> this hombre bothering you, sweet Charlotte. Well... Hey, I like your sombrero, partner. It makes your head look a lot fatter. I'm gonna cut your heart out and feed it to the horses. Look at his eyes! They're bright red! Why don't we feed the horse instead? Why don't we feed the horse instead? <laughs> The Sundowners is a book of wild western audio scripts written by Mark Slade with the cover by Cameron Hampton. Published by Rogue Planet Press and can be found on lulu.com and other outlets books are sold.
Blood Noir is a crime and horror anthology show. Stories about people caught in desperate times that only have one way out. morning. I am so glad you are that observant, Crosby. Isn't this around the time that Officer Grant makes his rounds in the park? So what? We aren't supposed to be sleeping in the park, fool. Yes. As an officer of the law, Grant isn't supposed to shake down the unfortunates. My point exactly, fool. We need to move on. Tojo will sell us that Jennings Farm wine you like so much. That was fortuitous that lady dropped her wallet out in front of the dumpsters where we were napping last night. Crosby, please lower your voice. I am trying to rest my brain. You worry too much. Tch! You don't worry enough. Are you sure you are only 26 years old? When I was your age, every son rose with an adventure and sat with a woman in my bed. From a 50-year-old point of view, your younger self and those fictitious adventures seem more like truce every day. Are you calling me a liar? Now, now, fool. Don't get yourself in a lather. I'd say you're a very good liar, fool. Son of a bitch. Oh, lover's spat, I take it. Officer Grant, how nice of you to give us your daily morning call. Now what were you saying about my shaking down the unfortunates? <coughs> you, um, you heard that, did you? I've heard every word since you woke up. 
I happened to stop by that bush there just to relieve myself. I hear you two babbling on, you know, fool. There was a call last night about an abandoned building on Robinson and first caught fire. I saw you two there last night. We were nowhere near Robinson last night, and you know it. Hush, boy. Let's not be hasty, Officer Grant. Why, we're old friends. You've been a beat cop for as long as I've been... A bum. Free, actually, Officer Grant. Being free has its cost, you know. Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. You went from Ivy League scholar to a bum who eats out of trash cans. I'd say you were less free and a pimple on society's ass. That's why I'm here. To squash pimples like you. Get your nightstick out of my face. Oh, it's not just going to be in your face, boy. It's going to pound your face. Hey, fellas. No reason for all of this hostility. Come on. We're old friends. Officer Grant, he's young and stupid. Hey, I'm not stupid. I did go to college for a semester. We were all young and stupid once. Remember the good old days? Back when you could buy a record album for five ninety nine and gasoline was only a... Shut up and empty your pockets, both of you. Well, we'd better do what he says. No, I... Just... Do it, boy. <laughs> Do what the old geezer says, boy. Fool! Get ready to run! Hey! Get your hands off of me! Run, fool! Run! What? What have you... What have you done, boy? Bought us... Bought us our freedom, old man. For... For the time... For the time being. are after us. You idiot! Why did I run from Grant? All I had to do was empty my pockets for him. Shut up and come on! Hey, let go of my arm. Shut up, old man. Let's hide in that old house. Disgusting in here. So says a man who eats out of a trash can. I'll make sure the maid swings by tomorrow. <sighs> Where are the lights? I'm not sure. There's no electricity. You were saying? Shut up. Well, I think we can stay here for a few days. Be relieved not to worry about Grant harassing us. This place reminds me of those silly haunted house movies. Right, 
down to the cobwebs. Ow! What the hell? Jesus! I can't take you anywhere! I can't help it if the floor gave in under me. I'm stuck. It gave out under you because you're too friggin' heavy! Here! Oh! Let. Me. Oh! Help you! Oh! Oh! <laughs> Ain't this a pickle? <laughs> get off of me! Get off of me! Ah! Ah! Oh! Okay, okay! Stop pushing! I'm off here! You smell like a garbage truck! You don't exactly smell like Chanel number no. five, my boy. <laughs> oh, I, th I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna puke! Sick here, fool. Fool, I'm really sick here. Oh, oh God. I'm, I'm really sick here, fool. Hey, what's this? Huh? Let me see. Bones? Wait, look at this. There's a bag of coins down there. Holy shit. Look at that. That's a pirate's treasure. I'm sure of it. Very curious indeed. It does say. 1789? Minted in 1789? There is an island just off the coast from here. There is? There must be, if there's a pirate's treasure here. By God, you must be right. Fool, I'm starving. My stomach is a wormhole of nothingness. Me, myself, and I would love to fill it with wine and the biggest, juiciest burnt steak we can find. I can reach the bag. Careful, boy. We don't want to lose any of the currency. Not too sure we can take these coins to a bank and exchange them for cash, fool. Trust me, boy. This time I know what I'm talking about. I don't know, man. Something's wrong with that plan. I have always read when an object of value is found. You sell it to a dealer first. Don't be stupid, boy. Those coins are currency. Well, can't we just give the bank half of them and keep the other half to sell to a coin dealer? <laughs> My dear boy, that is the most idiotic idea. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll do it your way. But first I'll need supplements. Mm, of course the liquor store. Why would I think you would get food first? Come on, before Grant sees us. Grab a basket, boy. Damn it, fool! I don't want to drink rum today! It gives me terrible gas. Crosby, everything gives you terrible gas. You guys in here again? Didn't I ban you two weeks ago? Hey, we're customers. No, you're not. You're thieves. My customers pay for their merchandise. Because you wear a white shirt and a tie doesn't mean you can judge. Shh, up, up. I'll handle this, boy. There is no need for bickering. 
We indeed have money, serious apologies, for causing unrest in your soul these previous weeks. No, that's... that's quite all right. Here, my friend, is a token of our respects and gratitude for caring for each and every customer. <laughs> this... this coin, it's so old. That it is. Yours, my friend. I believe it will... Yeah, sure. For anything we take? Anything you want. I gotta go look this up. You see the way that manager was looking? Like... like they were hypnotized. Focus, boy. Think of the important things. Oh. Oh, that was odd. I think it came from the manager's office. Where are you going? To see if she's alright. Oh, no, 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 no. Whatever it is, never get involved. You do what you want. I'm going to go check on her. <gasps> what the hell? Fool, get out of here! Run! Run! What are you babbling about? <gasps> the hell are you on about? Listen, listen to me. There's a... There's a monster. L look. The store manager is... Is... It's dead. Turn, turn around! <laughs> the hell is that thing? Come on! I think we outran it. That... that... that poor woman. Hey, fool. Get yourself together. I'm going to need you to help me figure out what to do. Obviously, we have to destroy that creature. What was it? You've never watched any horror movies? Movies? Bah! Who has time for that garbage? Fool, you were an actor once. You've never watched any movies. The only real acting comes from the heart and the stage, my boy. Regardless, that creature is a mummified corpse. So far, from seeing that store manager's body, if a person accepts those coins as payment, that creature eats their hearts in return. Actually, that's brilliant. All the crooked CEOs of businesses should have that fate. That's not the whole story. Who the devil are you? I am Mary Craft, and this is my assistant, Roger Deacon. We're the ones who found your so-called mummy in the jungles of Peru. What you two are screwing with is very dangerous. Well, Roger Deacon, last we noticed it was a corpse. If I'm not mistaken, corpses rot and eventually turn to dust. If we wait it out, that corpse will just rot out. With this particular corpse, he doesn't rot out if he keeps eating hearts. Might we ask who you two gentlemen are and how you came upon this, um, mummy? My peers call me Fool. How charming. You can just call me Crosby. We, we, uh, are developers looking at various property and we saw this empty house. Found, you say? How do you find a mummy? By taking a plane and a boat to the southernmost part of Peru, using a map and guides. That's how. 
It doesn't hurt to have the Hammersmith Institute fund your adventures. Huh? People pay for that sort of thing? <laughs> oh, you don't know how well. But the catch is, you have to deliver what they want. So, how did this mummy escape from your clutches? He didn't escape. He was stolen by my other assistant, Gregory Barris. That was... that... that was the bones we stumbled upon. I hate to say it, but, uh, Barris served it. Uh, sorry, Mary. It, it doesn't matter. We were over a long time ago. So now what? How do we find this mummy? Look, that thing is not a mummy, as if it came from an Abbott and Costello film. Okay, okay. Don't get your panties all twisted. I just asked where we could find the creature. <laughs> we don't have to look too far. <laughs> Fool! Where the hell are you going? You're dropping all the coins! Keep them! Every last one of them! Out of my way! Oh, God! Roger! You're running the wrong way! You idiot! This way! Does he do that a lot? I'm afraid this time, Roger's cowardice will be his undoing. Ah! Oh, God! Oh! Ah! I think we should be going. Poor Roger. If only he was as good a lover as he was an archaeologist. He would have made me a very fine wife. You mean... husband, right? No. I'm the one in charge. I am always in charge. Uh, sure. I'll make a note of that. In the meantime, let's get the hell out of here. Come on, I know a place we can lead him to. Him? Now you can refer to that creature as him? Actually, from my research, the creature is a hermaphrodite. What kind of research? How do you think? I examined the body really well. Oh. Here? Yeah? So what? The freaking bakery? What are we gonna do? Bacon apple pie with him? This is where we kept his body in a deep freeze so it wouldn't rot any more than it already had. That has to be a health code violation. This place has been closed for ten years, you dumbass. Look at it. It's falling down. Oh. We had no other place to bring him. My father owns this place. Does he know what you're using it for? Of course. He financed my trip to Peru. My stepmother doesn't know. <laughs> it's her money we used. So, this is the old deep freeze. Oh, it doesn't work. Seems like it wouldn't work. The power cord is cut. Then how do you keep him? 
It runs on a battery? Say, you have those coins? No. Fool had them and he dropped them on the road. Good, here. What? Why are you giving me a coin? Anyone tell you you have a great grip on things? So now you want to ask me, why am I doing this? Why betray you? No, no. Uh, I, I ask, get this thing off of me. You see, actually, Roger and I stole the money from the museum. I, I thought we agreed not to call it a mummy. We helped find it, but it was Gregory Barris's project. His father financed the whole thing, but this building does belong to my father, so that wasn't a lie. <laughs> Oh, yes! Why steal the mummy? Besides selling it to a collector in Europe? I want what's in his chest. <laughs> See how pretty that crystal glows? The more lives he takes, the brighter it glows. After he kills you, that crystal will be at its brightest, and I will return to Peru to find more mummies just like him. <laughs> And I will keep selling them to the highest bidder and become super rich, just like my bitch of a stepmother. I, I thought I, we, we agreed not to call him me. What the? Where did this coin come from? I found it ever so generous you gave a coin to young Mr. Crosby here. I felt I should return the favor. <coughs> Come on, boy, run! No! No! Stay back! No! No! Stay back! Stop! Stop! I... I can't... run anymore! Oh! 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 Look! We're back in the park! Okay. I think we lost him anyway. How did I let you get me into this? What? No, you don't. It was you who wanted to go inside that house. You were the one who loaded his coat with coins that didn't even belong to you. <laughs> well, look who's back in my park. <laughs> Officer Grand? Oh crap, you've gotta be kidding me! 
That's right, ladies. I've been looking for you all day. Stand up. Get your nightstick out of my face. Don't antagonize him, my boy. Shut up, old man. I'm so sick of you. Oh. There's no need for violence. Please, Officer Grant, just... Yeah, I'll give you everything I have. No. Fool, don't... Don't give it. Shut your trap. No one is around to stop this. <laughs> now you're learning. What? One quarter? I had to bust your head in. No, no. Look at it. It's a gold coin. Look at the writing on it. It's worth a lot to a lot of people. Hmm. You might be right, old man. Make a run for it! Hey! Hold on! You kept one last coin. Oh, yes, my boy. I plan to give that coin to someone very near and dear to me. Seems he's gotten more than he bargained for. Blood Noir Episode 8, The Fool and Me, featuring Pete Lutz as The Stranger, Terence Dry as Crosby, Pete Lutz as Fool, Victor Aurelius as Grant, Kiki Sanford as Mary, Jeff Niles as Roger, Rhonda Mitchell as the store manager, Mummy Sounds by Terence Dry and Jeff Niles, music composed and recorded by Carpenter's Notch and Ju Can Hunt. Blood Noir theme by Carpenter's Notch and Audionautics.com. Written and directed by Mark Slade. These incredible credit narrations by Rhonda Mitchell. Repellent Pictures brings you the exciting sequel to Snakes on a Plane. It's my job to handle life and death situations on a daily basis. Samuel L. Jackson reprises his role as FBI agent Neville Flynn, but he's not flying the unfriendly skies this time. Well, that's good news. 
Grounded for an indefinite period for hysterical ophidiophobia, Agent Flynn is heading back to Washington, D.C. via public transportation on the open road. It's what I do, and I'm very good at it. But this trip ain't all it's cracked up to be. Enough is enough! I have had it with these mother... Roaches. On this mother... Bus. Cockroaches on a bus. Coming soon from Repellent Pictures. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. <laughs>